Well, well done, and uh, it is a joy to gather with you in worship today, and as always, it is um, an honor to open the Word and, uh, and to expose it um, and, uh, and to see what the Lord has to say. As always, we know that um, the Spirit is inspired, uh, the, the Word is inspired by the Spirit of God, and therefore, when we open it and when it is rightly um, read, applied, and interpreted, it is as if God himself is speaking. So therefore, what we are about to do, uh, we, we do not take lightly. And uh, today, as you've heard, we've, we've taken up Ephesians 4, specifically verses 26 through 32, and the topic is anger, anger. And anger, of course, is something that we all deal with. You know, the temptation would be as soon as you hear anger is to be like, oh, you really need to hear this one. Or, uh, or be like, oh, I wish that fill in the blank was here to hear this because they're angry all the time. Uh, but but I, I want to encourage us at the beginning that anger is something that we all deal with and, uh, and, and something that we all need to uh, allow the Lord to work on our hearts in. From small little annoyances that happen throughout the day, you know, when the kid spills something on the rug, you're like, oh. Um, to the medium annoyances that happen throughout the day that can lead to anger outbursts, you know, things like road rage, uh, stuff like that. Have you, have you, I mean, have you ever been or seen somebody get really angry on the road? It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, I always see, um, when I see, when, when, I, when I see like real road rage happening, I'm like, okay, there's, there's, there's something else going on underneath, you know, what, there's something, there's a thing beneath the thing when it comes to, when it comes to road rage, um, or, you know, even, even bigger things that can, that can lead to anger, um, you know, like finding out that we've been lied to or, you know, any number of things can, can lead us to anger. So we need to see um, how then do we deal with it? What do we do with this emotion? And anger is an emotion. And we've, we've been going through these different emotional, uh, you know, a- aspects of, of our emotional life and how to deal with them when it comes to our mental health and our emotional health. And so today we take up anger then. And remember... Emotions are, um, they are lights on the dashboard, meaning emotions are not, um, they're, they're not the engine, okay? They just indicate when, when something else is going on. Emotions are, are like sensors on the dashboard that, when, you know, whenever they light up, you say, okay, something, something's wrong here. There's something going on underneath the hood. And, and anger is that way. So whenever anger crops up, whenever we feel anger, what it should cause us to do is to, is to look inward, to say, okay, what's, what's going on un- underneath the hood then? What do, I, what do we need to do? What do we need to look at? We need to reflect and do some soul searching whenever we feel angry. I was talking to my friend um, Ryan this week about this message, and he reminded me of the Hulk. You remember the Hulk? One of the Avengers, right? The big green guy uh, that gets angry and smashes things. And in, in one scene in the Avengers, um, you know, the big bad monster alien guys are, are coming and uh, Bruce Banner walks up in normal human form. And, you know, uh, Captain America says, Bruce, it would be a good time for you to get angry. Because, of course, whenever the Hulk gets angry is when he turns into the Hulk and smashes. And, uh, and of course, Bruce turns to him and says, that's the secret, Cap. I'm always angry. And then he turns into the Hulk, and then he destroys the guy, okay? So that's, um, that's an interesting kind of, you know, pop culture reference for us to, to dig in. Because on the one hand, get this, on the one hand, anger was actually a good thing, wasn't it? Because it, it caused him to, to fight against injustice. A- anger was actually used in, in a positive way to deal with a problem. But then we, we also know, on the other hand, uh, for us to always be angry and just try and, try and manage it, to try and keep it down... 
um, we know that that's unhealthy as well. So we um, dig in then to, to what the scripture has to say. Ephesians 4, 26 through 32, and here's the, the point of the sermon as we begin. In Christ, deal with anger quickly. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgive. If we could sum up this passage, this is what it says. In Christ, deal with anger quickly. And then as we do that, we are to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgive. I begin the, the point of the sermon with in Christ, because if we, if we were to look at the whole context of the chapter, um, he's talking about having a new life or putting on the new self and letting the old self go. Okay? So this is um, Paul talking about um, basically the only way that we can deal with anger quickly, the only way that we can be kind, the only way that we can really be tenderhearted, and the only way that we can really forgive like Jesus is to be united to Jesus by faith. Right? Well, you have to be a Christian in order to, to truly deal with anger in the way uh, that God calls us to. Um, and so, as we're talking, as we're talking about dealing with anger, if you say, I, I want that, I, I, I want to deal with anger that way, well, the, the first condition is true. You have to be in Christ, meaning you have to trust in Jesus alone to save you have to have your sins forgiven. You have to have the, the depth of your own anger and, and sinful self forgiven before you can then extend forgiveness to others. Okay? So, if you want to experience this and you're not a Christian, then you must put your faith in Jesus alone to save, and you can't. Right? But let's look then at the first half of verse 26. Verse 26 says this, Be angry and do not sin. Look at the first two words again. Be angry. Now, I think probably a, a lot of times we assume that anger is always bad all the time and we shouldn't feel it and it's bad, we need to press it down or, or, or we need to release it, right? But if you, if you look here, um, God is actually commanding you to be angry but not sin. So be angry and not sin. Again, anger then is an emotion. Well, let me say this. The, the first kind of uh, division, the first point to support the main point is this. Uh, be angry about the right things. How about that? Be angry about the right things. Be angry about the right things. Again, anger is an emotion. And clearly here, if we're being commanded to be angry, then anger is not in and of itself sinful. It's not inherently wrong to be angry. So we must be angry then about the right things. We have to be angry and not sin. Remember, Jesus himself showed us this example a few different times. In Mark 3, 5, it says that he was, uh, he was angry. He had what's called righteous anger or righteous indignation. He was angry at the religious leaders at the time for their hardness of heart. So Jesus showed that you can be angry a couple of times. A couple of times we get a glimpse of Jesus' anger. Um, and this pattern of Jesus' life and ministry seems to follow what we already know about the character of God. Like he was revealed in Exodus 34, 6, where he says, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So it seems anger at certain times is okay. God himself gets angry at times about the right things. And of course, James tells us to be slow to anger. So God does get angry. It's okay to have anger, but we must be angry about the right things. Well, what should we be angry about? What, what are the things, if we are to reflect God's character, His holiness, what are the things that we should be angry about that, that are okay for us to, to, to feel some anger? 
Well, if we follow God's pattern, again, if we look at what God gets angry about throughout the scriptures, um, we could sum it up like this. We should be angry about sin. We should be angry about sin. One, we should be angry about our own sin. We know in, in general, uh, sin, when, when we're not doing things, we're not being or doing, we're not living according to the way that God has called us to in his word, uh, whether by thoughts or deeds or actions, whenever we uh, are not honoring God in those ways, that's called sin. We know that sin separates us from God. Now, if you are in Christ, you cannot be fully and finally separated from God. He's holding you in his hand and no one can pluck you out, John 10, but Sin can still, in the life of a Christian, it can still cause distance. It can interrupt your communion or your, uh, we might call intimacy with God. Sin can, can separate it. And, and uh, we want a, a deep, intimate union with Jesus, don't we? We, we want to walk with God in intimacy. And therefore, we should be angry about our own sin in our lives that causes us to be separated from God. So we should be angry. We should then walk in obedience and we should try and kill our sin. You know, it said, uh, be killing sin or sin will be killing you, right? So we should be angry about our sins. So first, we should look inward and, and to be angry about the things in us that do not honor God. So be angry about our own sin. But then we should be angry about the effects of sin that we see in the world, right? It's right to be angry uh, about sin and the consequences of sin that we see in the world. So what sort of things then should we be moved to anger by? Well, um, injustice that we see in the world. We know that, that God's heart is moved by injustice, whatever that may be. Injustice when it comes to racial prejudice and injustice. Injustices that, that we see throughout the world. Um, injustices like, like the, the taking of innocent life. Right? We should be moved to anger, and, and, and then that should spur us on to, to prayer and to action. So we should use it like the Hulk. We should use our anger for good. Right? Now, we shouldn't go around smashing things uh, and, and, and breaking things. That is not the right way to deal with our anger, but we should use it and, and, and channel it in a, in a good, in a positive way to fight injustice that we see in the world. But again, our action must be characterized, remember the point of the sermon, our action, our prayer and our action, when we, when we have anger about the right things, it should be characterized by verse 32. Our anger should lead us to action and to prayer, but we still must be kind. We still must be tender-hearted, and we still must be forgiving. And that's the hard part, to, to keep those two in tension. Right? This means that you could be rightfully angry about something, yet your response to it could be sinful. You know, for example, something can happen at work, you know, where just all things equal. Your boss is treating you, uh, you know, he, he's given preference to, to one of your coworkers, and there's nothing that you've done. Uh, you know, it is, it is simply there is an injustice being done to you, right? And, and you can be angry about that. I mean, that's an, that's an injustice that's happened, right? Um, it's a, a legitimate thing. What you could do is to be angry, um, but then you can harvest bitterness and, and, and never deal with it. You could kind of repress or deny or, to, or hide your anger, and then one day, you know, you get all fed up, and then it kind of comes to the end, and then you, you know, you throw your boss through the wall like Mr. Incredible does, you know, and um, when, when, he, when he gets angry, and he's fed up, and he's tired, and he, like, throws him through the wall. Um, 
Now, that's one way. That's one way you could deal with it, but that wouldn't be the, the right way to deal with, with a legitimate injustice. Better, you should feel the anger again, the, the dash, the, the light on the dash, and say, okay, wh- why, do I, why do I feel this? What's, what's really going on? I don't want to hide, I don't want to pr- repress, and I don't want to deny what I'm feeling, um, and I, and I want to deal with it. So then, either in this circumstance, you come to the conclusion, um, okay, I'm going to forgive this person. Um, even though they might not deserve it, I'm going to extend forgiveness, and it's going to be okay. I'm going to treat them with kindness anyway. Or maybe uh, it, it reaches the point where, where you think, okay, I, I need to have a conversation. I need to reconcile. And, and you go up to that person and say, hey, what, what you did, it, it made me upset. It made me angry, and I, and I wanted to tell you that so we could talk about it and work through it. You know, that, that would be the, the better way. We don't want to hide, repress, or deny our anger. We want to uh, bring it out and we want to express it in healthy ways. What we can't do is hide, repress, or deny. Remember the command, be angry and do not sin. So what do we do with our anger? That's, that's the key. We can be angry and do not sin. When we hide it, or when we repress it, or when we deny that we're angry... It's like we're trying to stand on a boogie board in a pool. Have you ever tried to do that? Something that's made to float in the pool, right? You try and, you try and balance on it, and maybe you can do it for a little bit, right? I mean, if you really focus and you're, you, know, you, you have a lot, I mean, you're, you're devoting all of your energy to it. You're trying to focus. You're trying to keep it down, right? But then what happens when you lose your balance just a little bit? That thing's going to shoot out, and it's going to hurt somebody. Same is true with our anger. That's kind of funny, but it's true. That when we, when we focus all of our energy, all of our time, all of our attention on trying to keep it down, trying to repress it, trying to deny it, it's like balancing on that boogie board. And, if, and eventually when something comes, you know, when, when the wind blows a little bit, when we lose our balance a little bit, our anger is going to shoot out and it's going to hurt somebody. So we don't hide, repress, or deny it, but we, we, we bring it out, we do some soul searching, and, and then we use it appropriately. Be angry about the right things, be angry, and do not sin. Who among us hasn't lashed out on somebody or, or been lashed out on? Like, and it seems very random, and you're like, whoa, what, like, where did that come from? You know, I don't have any examples of that. I'm just saying I know that that happens to people. I know that that happens when, when, uh, when, when, we, when we lash out, and then it's like, whoa, 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 where, where did that come from? And I think most of the time when, when that kind of stuff happens in our marriages, in our relationships, in our friendships, in our parenting, when we lash out um, seemingly out of nowhere, it, it's because we've, we've hidden or we've repressed or we've denied some previous things that have happened. We haven't dealt with it appropriately and then it's coming out sideways at random times. Be angry and do not sin. So be angry about the right things. Be angry about our own sin and the effects of sin in the world. Last thing on this point. Some people in the world, some people out there, surely nobody in this room, uh, some people are way too angry about politics. Some people are way too angry about uh, COVID policies, you know. Some people are way too angry about, about fill-in-the-blank things that are really preferences or opinions. Um, 
the things that, that we seem to have a lot of anger about, and, and, and a lot of times the things that we seem to have a lot of anger about within the church, Christians, um, are, are preferences and our opinions, and they are not things that actually grieve the heart of God. And so we should be angry about the right things. And I believe that this is somewhere where Christians can really, um, we can either ruin our witness or we can really be the city on the hill, the light shining in the darkness like, like nobody before. If verse 32 would characterize us, if kindness, tenderheartedness, and forgiveness would mark the church, would mark us as individual Christians, we, we will be the light on the hill that cannot be hidden. But if we engage in outbursts of anger, you know, if we engage you know, on, on social media and in conversations uh, uh, about things that, that really, uh, their, their preferences and opinions. When we, when we show our anger and we spew uh, um, anger out, we, we are really ruining our witness for Christ because what should happen is we should be characterized by kindness, tenderheartedness, and forgiveness like Jesus. So let's be angry about the right things. Um, you know, maybe you need to get rid of things that are causing you more anger in your life. Maybe you need to turn off the news, um, you know, or, or delete that app on, on your phone if things are, are causing you to, to feel anger about the same things every day and it's, it's just building up in you. Maybe we just need to get rid of it. All right, done with that. I'm going to end with, a, with this uh, quote um, on, on this point. We need to feel anger as Christians. If we are indifferent to injustice, then evil will prevail. Do not encourage the spread of evil through indifference. We should hate sin like God hates sin. Okay? So, if we don't do anything, if we never let our anger and channel it into prayer and action, if we don't do anything, then evil's going to run rampant in the world. We're the ones that are called to push back darkness. Okay? So, we must be angry about the right things and use it, um, spur it on to, to, to fight injustice in the world. Okay? All right. Next... We deal with anger quickly. Second half of verse 26 and verse 27. Be angry, do not sin. Here we go. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So we deal with anger quickly. Um, it has been said that if you go to bed angry, you're going to be sleeping with the devil. That's what this is saying here. Do not let the sun go down on, on your anger. Don't Give no opportunity for the devil. Paul knows that even good anger, even anger that we might have a right to, to feel, um, can still lead to bitterness and, and way more problems down the road. So we must deal with anger and we must deal with anger quickly. Um, in fact, the time to be angry is no longer than the time that you are awake in a day. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. That's the, the time limit on anger is however long you can stay awake. Now, this is hard. This is difficult because many of us, again, we tend to hide, repress, or deny our anger. We don't want to deal with it. It's painful. It hurts, right? Um, but then it, it festers and it leads to, to bitterness and then it causes bigger problems. Right? So the anger and the other stuff that we sweep under the rug, the more we... The more we hide, repress, or deny, the more anger that we sweep under the rug is only causing a bigger mound for us to trip over and get hurt later. So we have to deal with anger and we have to deal with it quickly. And again, this is hard. 
This is true in marriages, friendships, um, parenting, every arena of life at work, home, school, wherever you are. If you are angry, we must deal with it as soon as possible. Don't let the sun go down on it. You got beef? Deal with it that day. Preferably don't deal with it like the lady in the Walmart in Ohio that grabbed a 10-pound thing of ground beef and started hitting another lady with it, okay? That's not the way to deal with beef. Uh, we must deal with our anger, but deal with it in the right way. That's true. Don't look that up right now, but that happened. Um, definitely not kind. I, I like this comment from uh, one commentary named Koken. He says this, It's wise to adopt a time limit for grievances, to give up our causes and campaigns by the end of the day so that Satan can't gain an opportunity to build up divisive factions that destroy over time. Give it up. Your, your, your causes and your campaigns about whatever you're angry about, you might, have a right, you might have a right to feel angry about it, but give it up. You are allowing Satan to build up walls of division and cause way more problems than there ever should have been. Don't you know that letting anger build and grow and fester just causes further damage and further pain? Give it up, Christian. Let your grievances go. Now, this is hard. This is challenging. It's difficult, but it's the way of Jesus. Maybe your parents mistreated you when you were a kid, and you've been, you've been holding on to that anger for many years. Forgive them. Don't let Satan continue to, to build those walls. Maybe you've been angry at your spouse for something that they did months or years ago. Talk about it, forgive them, and let's move on. <laughs> let's go. Satan is loving that opportunity to, to cause division between you and the ones that you love. It's true in the church as well. That goes for any relationship, particularly in the church, though. You know, when Jesus talked about anger in the Sermon on the Mount, um, he, he said, if, you, if you're offering your gift at the altar... And there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift before the altar. First, go be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. I mean, this is, this is the context of worship. We, we, shouldn't even, um, we shouldn't allow the call to worship happen if we know that somebody has something, uh, if there's something between somebody in the gathered body. We've we got to go deal with it before we offer ourselves in worship to God. We have to deal with anger and deal with it quickly. I really think that so many of our problems that pop up daily, the little things, the little lash outs that we have, the little road rage, as much as we can joke about it, I, I really think that this is the cause of, of many years potentially of, of hiding, repressing, and denying anger and not dealing with it in the way that we should. I think it causes real problems. And maybe it started out as a legit anger. You were really wronged, uh, but you never forgave. You never talked about it with anyone, and now it's become a whole other thing entirely and is causing way more problems. Anger that is not dealt with by the time the sun goes down, it's like not treating an open wound, you know? I mean, it's like you've been, it's like you've been cut deep, and uh, you're, just, you're just not going to treat it. And, it, and what's going to happen is it's going to fester, and it's, it's going to get infected, and then it's going to spread, and it's going to cause more problems. That's what anger will do if we... Just don't deal with it. You know, it's going to hurt to pour a little uh, hydrogen peroxide on there. You know, it's going to bubble up and it's going to sting. But at least it's disinfected and at least now it's going to heal. And, and that's what it's like to deal with our anger. It might hurt, 
You know, it might sting a little bit to have to, to, have to um, approach somebody, to have to say, I, I feel like you, you, you wronged me here. I, I didn't deserve this. Why, why did you do this? this it hurts. It's going to cause a little bit of pain to do that, but that's like antiseptic. At least it's going to disinfect it, and now we can move on and it can heal. Last, verse 32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Tony Marita said, if Jesus can forgive us, then there is nothing for which we should not forgive another person. Do you, do you really believe that? Like if Jesus can forgive you, what could happen to you that you could not extend forgiveness to another person? And I believe that the more we grasp the, the depth of our own sin, when, when we really grasp um, who we are outside of Christ, when we, when we really uh, begin to, to really get a grasp on that, I think it's going to help us be more kind, more tenderhearted, and more forgiving to one another. What I mean is this, if, if I really think that I'm something, you know, and if God only had to kind of dust me off a little bit before he saved me, you know, if there wasn't anything really that bad about me before I became a Christian, um, if that's true, if I only needed to be forgiven this much, then other people only need to be forgiven this much. Does that make sense? But, but if I had to be forgiven um, total rebellion against God, if I was dead in my sins and trespasses, um, and um, if all of my righteousness was as filthy rags before God, if there was nothing that I could offer him that was acceptable, if I am broken and sinful through and through, yet Jesus has still forgiven me, now that's the grounds for forgiving other people. Big. Because we, we have sinned um, infinitely against God, yet we've been forgiven infinitely. And therefore, we can extend kindness, we can be tenderhearted, and we can forgive because of what Jesus has done in forgiving us. So if we don't think we're that bad, and if other people don't deserve that much forgiveness, uh, uh, this, is, um, this is wrong thinking and is not gospel-centered. Again, the truth of the good news of Jesus is that I was dead in my sins and trespasses. God made me alive while I was still a sinner. Christ died for me. I needed to be remade. I needed to be a new creation. I needed to be forgiven of infinite debt to God. And he forgave me. Therefore, we can extend forgiveness to others. Therefore, we can uh, drop our anger and we can extend forgiveness. The depth of love and forgiveness shown to us by Jesus in the gospel then fuels our kindness, our love, our tenderness, and our forgiveness toward others. And if I am not kind, if I'm not tender-hearted, and if I'm not quick to forgive others, if I if I don't let the sun go, if I do let the sun go down on my anger, um, then I'm lying about God. And it might suggest that I've never truly grasped the, the depth of the forgiveness that I have received in Jesus if I can't extend it to others. Because it changes everything, doesn't it? Knowing that you have been forgiven by Jesus, it changes everything. 
And, and if it hasn't for you, then maybe you haven't quite grasped it yet or maybe you've never tasted it. So I would urge you to experience a day. Um, the forgiveness of Christ causes me to be kind and tender-hearted even when people don't deserve it. You know, even when I don't get all of the Chick-fil-A sauce that I wanted in the bag, you know, even when they don't, even when they don't deserve uh, forgiveness, I, I can still be kind and tender-hearted and forgive. Okay, seriously though, um, in parenting and marriage and friendships, we should be a people known for an outrageous kindness, a, 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 a radical tender-heartedness and radical forgiveness because that's what we've experienced in Christ. And of course, um, there, are, there are lines and there are boundaries on, on this earth. Um, you know, we're talking about abusive situations, then, then we need to get out and, and, and call the police, right? I mean, there, there are certain lines that, that there, you know, there's no going back in, in extending forgiveness. I mean, in, in human terms, there's just no way. If somebody breaks the law, then they've broken the law. Um, or when, you know, in... in situations of, of abuse, if you've experienced that, then that, I mean, that, that's understandable. But the, the principle um, to not allow the sun to go down on our anger, regardless of whether the person is um, deserving of forgiveness and whether or not the person ever knows that you have forgiven them, it is crucial for you to extend that, to not let the sun go down on, on your anger, but to um, Deal with it to, to extend forgiveness so that you could receive healing. I'll wrap up with this. We're going to respond in, in worship in just a second. I want to read verses 29 through 32 again. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, two questions in, in response then. Have you been forgiven by Christ? I mean, I mean have, you, have you grasped the depth of your own sin? Do, do, you, really, do you really get it? You, you, I mean, you weren't, just, you, know, you weren't just neutral, you know, and it was like, well, you know, I, I, I did a couple bad things, but I'm, I'm not that bad. You, you were in rebellion against God. And without God making you alive in Christ, you would still be there. Do you, so have you received that forgiveness from Jesus? That's the first question. And then secondly... Do you have any anger that's gone undealt with? Have you been trying to keep it down? Have you been trying to repress it? Have you been trying to deny it? Have you been holding on and, and, and not letting go and letting there be forgiveness and, and healing that's found in Christ? So as we... Um, respond in, in, in worship, we'll, we're going to have some, some prayer partners. And, uh, but I would encourage you, wherever you are and, uh, and whatever's going on, maybe there's some anger or bitterness between you and your spouse, or maybe there is something going on with, with somebody that's not here, but what you need to do now is, is to just give over that anger to God. Whatever the injustice was, 
whatever the thing you're angry about is, whatever it was, justified or unjustified, let's just, let's just let it go. <laughs> don't, don't let the sun go down one more time with you holding on, clenching your teeth, trying to just make it through, trying to balance on that boogie board. Just, just let it go. Let's, let's give it to the Lord now. There's so much freedom. There's so much healing to be had by, by taking it to the Lord. And if there's any forgiveness that needs to happen, um, if there's anybody that needs to repent to somebody else or to God and say, I'm sorry for what I've done and I, I need forgiveness. Don't, don't, be, don't hold on to that anger anymore. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it then. So we're going to respond and, and sing, and, and uh, you, can, you can stand and worship and, and praise the Lord for what he has done. Uh, but I would encourage you to, to spend a, a couple of moments, whether you need to kneel at your chair or come forward and talk to somebody or grab your spouse or a friend and spend some time in prayer. This is our time to respond to the word. Let's deal with our anger. Deal with it quickly. Let's be kind, tenderhearted, and forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for the infinite amount of forgiveness that you've shown us in Christ. Lord, we are so undeserving, yet you still continually forgive us. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you heard today. If you'd like more information about Champion Forest Baptist Church, our service times, or how you can get connected, visit us at championforest.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and God bless.